Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, the podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week, we are talking about anxiety. Yes, anxiety again. This week, uh, more specifically, we're going to get into the creative mind and the uh, anxiety that the creative mind can suffer from. Uh, You've probably... You've probably heard this all before, seen this all before. So, uh, look, let's just get into it eh? and see if you guys, um, see if this can help you guys. All right, let's go. Advertising time. No, I'm not selling anything to you except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of 11 of my favorite illustrators. The Lost Boys are all Australian based and some of the best up and comers in the illustration game here in Oz. Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers, who, as you all know, has been on the podcast here before, the legend that is Boss Logic, who has been featured on not only Marvel's uh, licensing, but he was just on Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram, the freakishly gorgeous Austin Mengler, the master of fantasy, Melvin Chan, the bread guy, Kieran Jack of the Halftone Effect podcast and Halftone Productions, the king of the inks, Cam Milo Di Pietro Antonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Macarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman, the head destroyer, Paldo Wars, the neon knight, Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs, um, the former host of Draw It Out, and the, co- and the new host of Bad Casting, the king of the portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the lemonade maker, Jordan Morpeth. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base Instagram at the Lost Boys Collective. That's at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Collective. From all the Lost Boys, thank you for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come, particularly a Batman piece for 80th anniversary. All right, uh, one last thing to advertise, the Lemonade Stand. What's the Lemonade Stand? This episode is also brought to you by the Lemonade Stand. Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpathart and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find the Lemonade Stand online at www.thelemonadestand.store where I am selling excuse me, all making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Morpeth art prints and products. We have pins, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have prints. We have now added my Spider-Man set, also known as Spider Senses, if you saw that on my Instagram, Instagram, um, of prints that I collaborated on with my fellow designer and good friend, Mr. Zach Katz Designs. Okay, so... How does anxiety affect the creative minded? So I'm no psychologist or a qualified doctor of any form. Um, so I just want to preface with that. 
What I have to say is simply based in my own experiences and the experiences of those around me. So who have told me their dealings with anxiety along with some observations in my time as a creative. Okay, the creative anxiety can manifest itself in many subtle ways that we don't even realize until we bring our attention to it. Here's a list of things that you may not even realize is your creative anxiety. One, procrastination. Uh, this is a fear, this is fear taking a hold of the day and stopping you from doing anything because it's easier to do so. Number two, watching Netflix. Also a form of procrastination and this is letting your fear win. Number three, having no ideas. Uh, this is a form of fear as there is always an idea. And if there is not, there are always prompts you can use to spark ideas. Uh, number four, four, uh, risk. Risk is a fear that most creatives allow themselves to indulge in. And if you can overcome that, then you can overcome most any creative anxiety. Uh, and number five, perfectionism. This is the purest of creative anxieties as it is a fear of never being perfect, of never being done, never being good enough and nobody liking it all roll into one. Um, I have at various points in my life suffered from all five of the above anxieties and periodically still do. Some of the thoughts I've had constantly are, what if I can't come up with any good ideas? Uh, what if I waste these expensive materials on something that goes nowhere? What if I spend hours and hours on this thing and nobody wants to show or buy it? What if I'm just being ridiculous thinking I'm going to sell this piece for thousands of dollars like real dollars? Um, how can I outdo, my, outdo myself this time? Why did I spend so much money on a convention table? Why should I bother writing this story and drawing and coloring and all that when maybe no one will care or want to read it? Heard any of those before? You may have. I know I have. Um, I'm here to tell you that these fears are not only super common in creatives, they are almost mandatory. If you suffer from any of the above symptoms of creative anxiety or the anxiety I spoke of in the past episode, I'm here to tell you, you can overcome it. It's not going to be easy and you will need to work hard on building new habits and a tolerance to your anxiety but you must most definitely can overcome creative and all other forms of anxiety. Let me tell you exactly how I overcame anxiety and how I work through my creative anxieties every single day and hopefully they might be able to help you. Fear and anxiety, I'm learning to treat it as a warning system and the, what it's telling me is you have moved away from your real connection. You have to listen to it. Some people, of course, believe it's just biochemical, that if you feel that feeling, you should just pop, pop a pill, take a drug, make a change, you know, that you can somehow uh, assuage, medicate, placate that feeling. But I am determined that it is trying to tell you something valid. Of course, that may not apply in cases of people with extreme 
bipolar disorders or severe anxiety, perhaps there's a necessity for a pharmacological, pharmacological element. But in my case and other less severe cases, I feel that fear and anxiety can be dealt with by acknowledging that we are not connecting to the things that we need to connect to, spirituality, gratitude, service of others, that it's a message, a warning, and that part of the problem is we ignore it. Do you notice too that these things get better in relationship? I don't mean romantic relationship, I mean if I spend some time talking to others, people that have been on the recovery path for longer than me, or people that have got less time than me in recovery, if I'm of service to them, if I help them, suddenly, seemingly magically, my sense of anxiety starts to alleviate. I would say many of the problems we have are as a result of us having lost contact with the indigenous or native way in which we're supposed to live, in communities with one another, with tribal connections to one another, with a purpose and meaning that would once have been derived from our requirements to survive, now happily removed or at least reappropriated into need for work, need to earn money, indirect obligations and duties rather than the forage, hunt, gather systems that our bodies and minds were uh, cultivated in, conceived in, created in, cultivated in. So I suppose the spiritual solution must be to recreate as best we can our original and native conditions through gratitude, service, connections to others. Connections to others. I hope that's the answer because I don't want to live my life in continual anxiety looking for temporary solutions. So I hope that's true. Okay, so I have some tips now for all of you on how to overcome first creative anxiety and then day-to-day anxieties because being creative helped me work through both depression and anxiety. Uh, So let's conquer the creative anxieties first. One, good procrastination. This is when you actively use your procrastination in small portions. So the Pomodoro method is a perfect example of this. Uh, All you need is a little discipline and a timer. That's all. Start off with 20 to 30 minutes and all you can do in this 20 20 to 30 minutes is work on whatever you are working on. This could be 20 minutes of procrastination, but you should only keep it to 20, 30 minutes. Then have a five minute break when the timer goes off and then start your work. Back up. Uh, Sorry. In the five minutes, do whatever you please. You can check your Instagram, whatever you want to do. And then when that five minutes up, get back to work for another 20 to 30 minutes. After you have done three 20 to 30 minute sessions, you could have a 30 minute break to do whatever you please. This method can also be applied to other jobs you do around the house or at work too. It's really great for people, not just with anxiety, but with ADHD as well. Uh, Those who hyper-focus or tend to just not do things that they don't want to do. It's pretty much ADHD. Um, But number two, number two, we're going to move on to number two. Befriend your creative anxiety. Give it a name. 
I know it sounds counterproductive, but it actually works. So if you ever felt strong anxiety and tried to fight it, you know how hard it can be and how much energy it can take to battle it. Uh, however, you have you ever tried to treat it like an old friend and empathize with it? Uh, maybe, maybe give it a name and just discuss with it logically uh, how the fear is portraying might just, sorry, how the fear it is portraying might just be irrational. It often works for me. It sounds weird, but just give it a go. Number three, limit your decision-making time. <laughs> this is also active procrastination. Uh, this one is very simple. Oh, sorry. It's very similar to the first one. But this time, you can take that method and use that time limit of 20 minutes to make the decision on the next step of your project at or artwork. Um, then, whatever decision you make in that time, stick to it and commit to the idea. You can always chuck it out if it doesn't work out. But this eliminates the possibility of spending hours staring at a blank page. Don't overthink it. Just start. Number four. Work on multiple projects at once. There is no universal law that says you must work on one thing at a time. I have multiple projects going on at all times. However, I have to make sure I prioritize some of them because otherwise I would not get anything done. And I'd have a series of unfinished projects going at all times. So to keep it fresh, work on multiple things at once, but make sure you finish them. Finish them prioritize one project but if you get bored of it go to another one start it up get into it but finish one of them finish all of them number five final five listen to your intuition listen to your gut listen to your belly listen to your little little tum tum <laughs> If something is not feeling right, by all means, keep going. I can't tell you how many times I've started off with a shit piece and because I slugged through it, it has clicked about an hour or so into playing with it. A strong skill set is also good for this because it can help you figure out what's not working much quicker. However, if you've been working over and over and over at it, it's perfectly okay to scrap it and start again if it's not working out. I have sketchbooks and recycling bins full of bad and unfinished drawings. So listen to your gut. After all, it is art we're talking about. You need a bit of emotion. You need a bit of intuition. You need a bit of guts. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for listening and watching. Um, I love you all. I really hope that helps you guys. I know this one 
was mainly strategies, but there is plenty more to talk about on this topic. And I will be continuing this series in the coming weeks. Um, I hope some of these help you in your creative endeavors. And I want you to know that if you are feeling anxious, if you do struggle with anxiety, you are not alone. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel for you. On the next episode in this series, we will be breaking down creative anxiety a little bit more and look at a few more strategies that I use um, in my day-to-day rather than in my creative process. But they can also be used in your creative process as well. So they might help you. Just just keep an ear out. (laughs) If you want any more information on this week's questions or maybe you missed something and don't want to go back through... Uh, please feel free to go read the blog version of this on my website at www.jordanmorpethart.com. That's where you can find all of the archives of Making Lemonade and you can find all of my portfolio. And there's a link to my shop on there, so that's the best place to go. And click the Making Lemonade tab and don't be afraid to contact me on Instagram at jordanmorpethart. If you would like to support the podcast, please just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, or wherever you socialize in the World Wide Web. Also, you can leave a review on iTunes. Please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes and tell your friends and family. Tell them all. I know there's a bunch of you guys that watch and listen but aren't subscribed. So get in, get on it, do it. Uh, thank you all. Thank you to all my widows again. I love you, widows, so very much. I've been your host, Jordan. Chickaboom. This has been another episode of Making Lemonade. And as always, guys, stay weird. By the power of Grayskull. I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary Wish that I could slow things down I want to let go but discomfort in the panic And I drive myself crazy Thinking everything's about me Yeah, I drive myself crazy Cause I can't escape the gravity I'm holding on Why is everything so heavy? more than I can carry I keep dragging around what's bringing me down if I just let go I'd be set free holding on why is everything so heavy you say that I'm paranoid but I'm pretty sure the water's out to get me it's not like I made the choice to let my mind stay so fucking messy I know I'm not the center the universe, but you keep spinning around me just the same. I know I'm not the center of the universe, but you keep spinning around me just the same.
everything so heavy holding on so much more than i can carry i keep dragging around what 